Okay, so this week's guest is Charlotte Penfold, and uh, there's a lot to say about Charlotte, I'm sure, but she's been running all her life, I think, um, and is to the to an extremely high quality, very competitive, um, and represented Great Britain and uh, 800 metres and England as well, running the world and in the Commonwealth. It's it's a, such a long CV, um, but now I know coaches the younguns now as well with huge amount of experience and enthusiasm. And, um, and a mum herself, so there's all sorts of different perspectives I suspect we're going to take in this conversation. So let's see where it takes us. So I'll just start by saying good evening, Charlotte. Lovely to see you and speak to you. Oh, it's great. Thanks for doing this. It's lovely. Um, hard intro because I could have either spoken for half an hour or not done you justice in 30 seconds. I've gone for the latter. Nice. <laughs> So, I mean, essentially, how how are you at the moment? Are you are you running? Are you are you okay? Are you injured? Are you are you training for anything in particular? Yeah, actually, it's um you you've got me at a good stage of, of my running. I'm not injured. I've got lots of little niggles, but um everything's under control. So I'm just enjoying getting back out there. It's spring, there's nothing better than oh, spring, running in the springtime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I it's just I've just come back I'm like, you can't see bottom half of me covered in mud I've just come from the Dean it's been lovely <laughs> but um it is nice time I, mean, I like it as well because you start to look forward to things but that's never been more the case than at the moment through lockdown so I mean how's your how's your lockdown running been what's it been like for you well lockdown when it started this time last year I had a I had an awful injury actually so um I was doing a lot of kind of cross training because I had a stress fracture um and then kind of as the the months have passed on it's kind of improved a bit and things like that but because I'm a teacher and uh, I'm a mum of two I can't say that running's always been in the forefront of my mind it's just been balancing everything and also you know as you said I do a bit of coaching now it's been really nice to yeah. see the see the athletes when we have been able to see them we got down to the the track when the track was open that was amazing and you know I really want to thank the trustees for pushing all that funding through because that track yeah, and we've all had a little go on it, but I think everybody's itching to get back and it's going to be really exciting when we can hold competitions and things. It's been teasing us, hasn't it? I mean, gosh, I'm no track runner, but I do value it to train on and and just running past it, you know, it seems gleaming track behind a bloody fence. No, no. <laughs> I can't it's use it. It's hard. It's it's a nightmare, but no, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. So, so I mean, in terms of the coaching, an unusual place to start with you, I imagine, because you've got such a long running history, although we'll absolutely come on to that. But I'm intrigued by the coaching. I've seen you on occasion coaching the little ones. And um, what's it like? How are you finding it? Well, yeah, I, love, I absolutely love it. I think, you know, the, the people I coach with are um, one of the big things why I love it. I mean, obviously, I love the athletes, but with a fundamental level, so that's the the really little ones that come to the club so between year one you know they're, they're five and six all the way up to kind of you know year three that's the the age group that Jane and I have oh, right. and I just love coaching with Jane I've learned a lot from her actually and mm. um it's it's brilliant and then Mel you know we are so lucky to have him and mm. I've been helping him a little bit when we can he is such an inspiration um he does so much he's so full of energy um he takes so many groups and he does it so many times a week goes to all the competitions mm. um so i love helping him kind of helping him out when i can and then i just kind of like offering my experience so i was so lucky to have so many coaches um when i was a youngster mm. and i think it's just that giving back you know it is 
a, a sport that's based all on volunteers. So you can't expect the next generation to come through if you don't kind of pass on your knowledge. And mm. I do love um, coaching the little ones because they do listen. I think because they're kind of fresh bodies that aren't knackered like like my body is now. Um, they're, they're just like sponges and they, you know, they take take on all these new skills so quickly and it's just a joy to watch them. And I think even the little ones that are kind of been with Jane and I for just a couple of years, you know, when they go up to Mal, the po the progress you see, it's just, um, mm. it's just lovely. So. And that's it. Yeah, it's a I really enjoy it. So from when you were small and you, you know, you've got a lot, such a long history in running, um, is the way that you were coached and encouraged when you were young changed to, so is what you got then different yeah. or similar to what you're giving? Yeah, I understand. Then? No, actually I've spoken to Mel about this quite a bit because Mel was the same as me. You weren't really allowed to start athletics, like the, go down the athletics club until you were 11. Oh. So Mel, Mel was the same as me. He started when he was 11, I think at the poly. Um, me, it was Bournemouth Athletic Club. And we had like a group of 30, 40, you know, there was no kind of safeguarding issues. There was no red tape. Mm. Um, and it was very similar in the fact that you had kind of an experience with all the kind of events, the jumps, um, the throws, a bit of running. And I kind of, I did like the, the, the cross country at school. And um, I, I kind of was uh, veered, I don't know, when I was 12 into a, a middle distance group. So it's not that different. It's just now I think because we're competing with so many other sports, athletics has had to open its doors to kind of really little Going kids. Otherwise, we'll lose them to other sports. So it's just keeping it really fun, lots of games, but then kind of trying to feed in these core skills and drills. And I call them funny walks, but um, the kids are really good at them. I mean, my my daughter Ada is probably better than than me now at some of the drills. She's she's really good because she's obviously there when I coach. So. Lovely. Yeah, it's enjoyable. And how and how is that? I mean, that's giving you a profound sense of giving back to something you've taken a lot from, you know, and and um, which is lovely. And, and obviously that that has a fulfillment to it. Has that made you think about your own running differently or are they is your running and your coaching quite sort of different things to you? Yeah, it's, it's weird, actually, because I kind of closed a chapter in my kind of running um, competitiveness when I was 21. Um, I kind of didn't want I didn't want to do it anymore um I, I really didn't want to compete um as I had been competing so what, what was the reason for that Charlotte well I've kind of I have explained it kind of before I was getting lots of injuries yeah, yeah. towards you know I was 18 19 and um I found it quite difficult to to, to just to to keep competing and enjoying it when yeah. I was associated with all these past performances which were very good and I just wasn't anywhere near that and I found it embarrassing and I just didn't enjoy it so, so I, de I decided yeah, yeah. 21 no age as well that's a lot to put I know. try to think no. about the balance because you know I, I mean I have read articles about this you, you're not fully grown up apparently so you're about 25 <laughs> it's probably like 35 yeah. for me but I think there is something about that's a lot to carry uh, the expectation um, and and physical injuries as well. I mean, obviously, you, I mean, you were running at 800 1500 meters, uh, brutal, really. The, you know, there's no warming. Up, well, you obviously you warm up, but that gun goes, and it, and you know, it's red line straight away, isn't it? It must be really difficult to keep doing that time and again. 
Yeah, I think it was like a, um, there were lots of things that kind of made me susceptible to injuries. I think I was doing a lot when I was in my teenage years. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy um, helping other coaches. I feel like at this point in my coaching kind of career, I love having the commitment with Jane and Mel where I'm down there every Thursday, but actually from another coaching kind of point, I'm just helping other coaches. So I do a lot with Lee Morgan's group um and he has some very talented and fast uh teenagers and it's it's been really wonderful to work with him and all of his talented athletes because they they can really kind of relate to me and I can relate Mm -hmm. to them and because they're kind of competing at English schools and and you know county level I've been there and but also Mm -hmm. I can just give them advice which makes them look at the bigger picture and just protect their bodies a bit more. And um, I've learned a lot from Lee, which has been wonderful. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed helping the the teenagers. I I mean, I only work with them once a week, Um, but I just really, I think they value that experience. And I know I've made mistakes. And I think going forward, when I kind of coach, I'm hoping in the future when my life isn't so manic with a six and a eight-year-old yeah. I can help uh, you know I can properly coach uh, a group of teenagers and um, really give them that level of protection which I don't think I had and I think that's why when I got to 21 um, the injuries were, were so difficult to kind of to control I decided well I'm not enjoying this I'm just gonna step away and I mean I did do some half marathons and I did a lovely race in the Himalayas with um, oh, my husband and I got married and yeah. I did something completely different. And that was, yeah. I mean, when I think about it, I mean, lots of people have run with me through through the Dean and thought, I know what they think when I'm running anything trailing. Like, how on earth has she ever done cross country? Because I am rubbish. So <laughs> the fact I did a well, hundred miles. Relative, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no, really. I, I'm not very good on the mud and uh, downhills, uphill. So I'm pretty proud of myself that I did that very hilly run. Yeah. Um, Five days. Uh, see, Charlie, I'm just, I want to see you do a fell race now. No. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this, I'd love to know more about the, those, those really high profile events that you did. I mean, you've talked about your, the injuries and, and, and the decision to, to, to move, close that chapter at 21. Um, and that that sounds difficult, but there's, there must have been some joyful moments in there, some really satisfying moments. What were they and what were they like? Oh, it's a tricky question, really. I mean, it was all so wonderful when I was a teenager. Every, every kind of session I was improving. Um, I had some wonderful coaches that made me feel very, um, I don't know, self-confident. I just was, every time I stepped onto the track, every training session, I knew I had the capability to go a bit faster. And I think it was just me against the the, the clock, really. Um, I was coached by my mum to start with. And she she used to blow a whistle every 200 metres on a rep. And I knew I was, she knew what I was like. I was trying to get there before the whistle. And then all of a sudden I was, I was running these, um, you know, these fast times on the track. I think I was only kind of 15, 16. And then I was very lucky to to kind of get a, a link with a, a coach that had been there before. And I think as an athlete to have that kind of trust and confidence in someone who's been there, mm. that just gave me the edge. So I was coached by Christina Boxer, who was the first woman to break two minutes. Right. Um, yeah, for an 800 meters. And, and she just, she kind of gave me this confidence that everything I was doing 
it was just better than anybody else and um I used to relish emailing her my times um from training and that's when it kind of clicked at the Commonwealth and well before that I I, I qualified and then I ran under two minutes myself for the 800 and and that's probably the best the best race I've, I've ever had because it was mm. um it's well it's just a record I think uh yeah Keely Hodgkinson's definitely going to break it in um in the summer all right well I mean these it just it's interesting when I ask you a question about the the the, the good bits if you like and mm. you, for some people you might expect them to talk about medals and championships and events and what you talked about was how it felt and mm. and, and improvement and break I knew I was going to improve so it's about it, it that to my mind is not an answer that is somebody's CV that that is somebody's sense of how it feels when it's all clicking yeah. together. I never thought about that actually because if you actually came into our house you wouldn't think that Tom and I have ever achieved anything running wise. I don't have a medal, uh, mm. anything on show or a vest or mm. everything's away. It's not there's nothing wrong with about, that. Yeah, no, I mean, no, what, it, yeah. it was never yeah. for a medal. I was yeah. I was very motivated by kind of times and improvements, even in training. I used to beat yeah. myself if I, if I hadn't got got the times that I wanted and yeah. yeah I mean I think even now now I've got myself roped back into it I never meant to get back into an athletics club um we moved here in 2015 yeah. and I thought it was fab that we were so close to a track I mean we were just looking for for houses that were um near the metro because Tom Tom works at the university that's my husband so um mm -hmm. I remember walking to the house I was viewing and I walked through Churchill and I thought this is crazy I've got a track so close and I didn't really think about starting running because I had a, two little kiddies yeah. um, and when we arrived here Tom hadn't kind of run for about seven years because his job was challenging in Switzerland that's where we were before we came all right okay and um yeah he went down the club thinking oh, I could possibly do some coaching it was more for a social like aspect trying yeah. to meet new people because we didn't know anybody up here we didn't have any family we just started from scratch yeah. and um we got he got down there and he was like it's crazy there's a huge kind of like vet group with loads of old people like me I mean <laughs> which is quite funny but yeah but it, it, we, we were used to kind of having athletics where it's predominantly lots of you know younger athletes yeah, and what I love about the poly I mean absolutely love it that it, you've got such a huge depth in the veteran kind of capacity and then you've got this amazing excellence you've got your throat you know James Wordsworth you've got uh, Emily Bond um you know that the athletes I was telling you about in Lee Morgan's group um you've got who are you know the triathlete Steph and the youngest yeah. triathletes um you know the athletes that Steve Turner and there's so many aspects of the poly, isn't there? Um, I'm doing these podcasts are teaching me that. I, I, to be honest, I've yeah. always been on the fringes of it a bit, but I've always well, been. Well, the fan runners as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. They, I mean, you all do crazy things, and I think when I was at Bournemouth Athletic Club, it was literally just track, you know, mm. and um, it's really refreshing. So Tom started running with Ron, and I didn't want to. I didn't really want to. To, I wasn't couldn't be bothered to do anything hard running I used to just go out and run for me which was just clear my head because I was a stay-at-home mum at the end of the day it was nice to get some fresh air um, and then it wasn't until my dad um, moved up here 
that we kind of had this almost like a babysitter and the kids oh. were a bit older so I started going down with Ron and and that's when I started getting involved a little bit more with my own running mm. which has been quite fun um but nothing like you know it was before too many no. years out not well, I was going to say it's, it sounds like a, almost like a bit of a personal renaissance, really. And as much as you, you, you said it yourself, you closed the, the door on it when you were twenty-one, and then you've you've lived, you've become a mum, and you, you've yeah. you've got married, and all of those things have happened, and you've moved around. You know, it sounds great living in Switzerland, and all these things have happened. Now you're here, and you and you, it it sounds like I'm answering my own question here. It sounds like you're not putting pressure on yourself compared to what you did when you were in your teens and early 20s this is about you know mum of two you know coaching giving a bit back but also having some running ambitions it, it doesn't you don't sound like somebody who is you are putting pressure on yourself to to run well but you're not you're not you're realistic about what what, what was before and what is now I mean is that well you say that and yeah yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I tried, I remember John Brettel, bless him, sending me an email when Lee joined the club saying, Lee's seen you do, you've done a couple of part runs, would you like to join in with Lee's group? And I was, I said, no, thank you. I don't want to go there. Like, I know what I'm like once I start, I'm going to be, you know, I want to be competitive and um, I can't, for me, I've got two young children and as much as I'd love to, I've done it. I've done it before. I've ticked that yeah. box, and it's yeah. probably all going to end in tears. Um, but then, you know, I kind of did one session, did a few more sessions. Suddenly, got a little bit fitter, and then I'm running four or five times a week again. Mm. And then the injuries come back, so I am a bit of a nightmare. And you know, you say, "Oh, I closed one door and stuff," but unfortunately, I think once you, you know, if you're a competitive person, you kind of get a whiff of competition and it's mm. a bit like an addiction. You just get taken away. So when I turned 35, I did say to myself, right, that's it. No more, because I'm going to really hurt myself for the future. I've got, you know, I do want to coach. I don't want to be a cripple. And unfortunately, I do. I don't find it difficult to run fast. I think because I've done so many years of weight training yeah, and yeah. just running you know it doesn't take me a lot and it doesn't actually take Tom very many weeks for us to kind of I call it the bounce get the bounce back um mm. so I'm just trying to at the moment I'm just going slow and and like lots of miles and I'm really enjoying that and not trying to do too much fast stuff because I, I really don't want to be injured again if I can help it like a new yeah. me and 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 our running is your running and my running both in terms of talent and standard and type is very different but i think where there is there is an overlap which is this how do i stay well how do i stop you know yeah. look after myself a bit which you know as you get older i mean i'm a bit older than you um i mean i'm nearly 50 and um i'm conscious of the fact that it just takes me a bit longer to recover but i've been thinking that since i, I only started running at 30 so for me yeah. I've had to learn in a different in a different way. I do, I do enjoy helping people with kind of their <laughs> niggles and things because yeah, I think there's quite a few. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than having a niggle when you're passionate about running. And I know yeah. runners have got an awful reputation. Well, athletes yeah. actually, not just yeah, runners. Definitely. Um, when you're passionate about something, you know, and you're desperate to do it, and it is really hard. So I do like helping people if I can because I know what it feels like, and there's nothing yeah. worse. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you've probably had all of them, haven't you? You've probably had a catalogue of these things. Yeah, there's probably you must have had the, the, the full set of 
runners' injuries, I'm guessing. You know, we've talked about Achilles problems, uh, but calves, quads, you know, all of them, really. <laughs> Nightmarish. Yes, I mean, I'm hoping that's what I said. I'm kind of hoping, um, she says, not to, to go mad anymore and just yeah. to concentrate a bit more on the coaching and to, to help Mel as my two get older. And, and then, you know, as I said, I think the coaches at the club, I mean, it's not just the fundamental groups and... and um, Lee, I've mentioned Ron, I've learned a lot from him and, mm -hmm. you know, all the coaches at the club that I've come into contact have been incredibly helpful and I'm learning all the time and it would just be nice to be part of that team. I think it's a really yeah. exciting time for the club with a new track and hopefully all these restrictions come in, yeah. you know. There's going to be a surge of motivation and interest, isn't there, amongst those that are already members because uh, lockdown has been, been really thwarting. Um, but I just want to pick something else up with you. You mentioned, you know, obliquely nonetheless. But I mean, now, like you say, your your two kids are getting a bit older. Uh, you're and you're, you teach, and, and there's all the balancing act with all the plate spinning that uh, that we all have to do. I mean, how how have you found that over over the years of being a mum? How what how have you found those adjustments? To and and has it changed your relationship with running? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting when we talked about what we were going to talk about and we, we, we did kind of talk about motherhood. And I think it's not just motherhood, it's parenthood. You know, yeah. I think Tom has suffered or not suffered with his running as much as me. You know, I think it's it's that balancing act. And mm. I often talk about, you know, mum guilt or you can have dad guilt or whatever. Yeah. But when you go out for a run, I'm always thinking, you know, I, I do feel guilty because I think, mm. well, could be doing something with the kids that is you know so you're kind of I've never really obviously before the children you didn't have that so mm. I remember when the children were very small I did struggle with that quite a lot and especially as I was a stay-at-home mum but um I suppose from pregnancy I mean I know if, if there were a few comments on the on the Polly website about um sorry the Facebook page about kind of running running and pregnancy and things and I think mm. any mums new mums thinking about go, coming back into running or they're pregnant is just to listen to your own body because some people can run pregnant. I definitely did not run when I was pregnant. I felt like yeah. I was on a boat for three months. I felt so sick. Gosh. And then I tried, to, I remember trying to jog a little bit. I think I was only like, you know, three months pregnant. Uh, there was no way. It just didn't feel good. Didn't want to jog. So I just, I did loads of swimming. I was like a hippo. I just wallowed in the water, did some did some swimming, lots of nice walks. And it was the same with both of the children, you know. I didn't run when I was pregnant. And then when I came back, I had no idea how, you know, a natural labour um, can, you know, make you feel afterwards, you know. And it destroys your tummy muscles, it destroys your pelvic floor, and it takes a while for, for you to, to be... To, you know to come back and I think you know it doesn't matter if you did loads and loads of core as uh, yeah. you know in the 20s I had such a strong core it after you you've, you've had a baby you have to really listen to your body I was not ready to do any kind of jogging for for three months mm. um, and I tried and it still didn't feel right and so I waited another month and I was happy pushing the, the pram and the things yeah. and things like that so I think you just got to listen to your body I mean I had a friend that was running 20 days after she had a baby, mm. you know? I couldn't, I couldn't do that, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't and good. I think, I think that idea that there is no, 
there is no formula to it and it's, it's no. deeply idiosyncratic everybody's different uh, i think that to me logically as a bloke you can only look at it logically so i know it can't you i don't know how it feels but there's something about saying well look given that there's no formula to it there's no such thing as doing it well or doing it badly well i suppose no. doing it badly is not listening to your body but you know it, there's no good or bad time scale it's just the right one i guess no. Absolutely. And I think it's with, I think it's the running element. I think running is a very kind of harsh sport. You can still do other things. I mean, I do remember every time Noah was napping, I, I was very good at doing my pelvic floor exercises. Right. And um, I was in a much better shape when I had Ada. And it didn't take me very long after Ada, actually, to get back running. I think it only took me a couple of months. But um, it's doing little things like keeping on walking. It's it, I, I walked a lot we didn't have a car in Switzerland mm. so I think because I was walking a lot every day when I did decide to, to come back and do a little bit more running I wasn't that unfit I think walking is a great way to keep mm. fit I think it's underestimated sometimes yeah just to be kind to yourself because it's such a whirlwind when you're a new time mum and I mean looking at I mean obviously we, we, our kids are similar age to yours and I remember that 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 sums it up it's, it's just that kindness um mm. take away the pressure and expectation and just just I was to implore Alison to be kind to herself and because yeah. you know she's competitive with herself and what puts pressure on yeah. herself and she swam a lot and that I think that made that that was enough to sort of take give, yeah. give the buzz of I've done something um yeah. but yeah it, it, I guess it's one of those things you've got to find your own way and and yeah. it's, uh, it's it's key because I remember I read an article. It wasn't about running. It was a. It really infuriated me. Uh, it was a celebrity or other. I can't remember why I was reading it. It was on the internet, and it and it was just this kind of. I had my baby three weeks ago, and look how brilliant I look in this size six dress. And I just thought all that's doing is is destroying confidence. That oh, and, and, you know, I think what, you have to kind of make peace with your new body. I absolutely. kind of call it a mummy, a mummy house. I'm never gonna wear a pair of jeans and feel good anymore it's just not happening you know so I don't wear jeans I don't wear. you know if, if I feel I remember after Noah I did put on a bit of weight and Tom just said well, just buy some new clothes you know what's the point it's just about being kind to yourself you're gonna I tell you what when you have a toddler it'll fall off you because you're running around <laughs> everywhere it's just a baby bit where you just you're sitting around they nap they cry you know yeah, I got quite good at scooping them up. It's good, good, good strength and conditioning. Yeah, very toned arms, don't you? <laughs> Brilliant. So, so in terms of so lockdown will be over soon. We hope, and we'll get our jabs, and all of that will happen. Mm. And you're you're coaching and 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 learning. You've said it, the word learning lots of times in this interview. I'm learning from the various coaches, um, and and you know, lucky is. In terms of your own running ambitions, is there anything that you got your eye on, at a distance or a time or a race, or is it just to continue to enjoy it? Because it sounds like you've made you've made a degree of peace with it. Oh yeah, I mean, I never wanted to be competitive when I kind of joined the poly. It was just literally to go down and and have a blast after yeah. a day with the kids. Because I was a stay-at-home mum, and it is intense, especially mm. when you're a bit of a control freak like me, and you can't control children really. <laughs> so I used to. Go, I mean, I mean, my main reason for, for kind of going down the poly and doing those sessions with Ron I told you about the first few times was just to blow away the cobwebs. I didn't yeah. really want to, to compete. But as I said before, you know, the poly is such a wonderful club. Um, and the people, I, I do find people at the Northeast so 
so friendly and lovely as well. Um, I've, I've really met some really nice people and, and I, I'll call them really good friends. And I just love the crack. I love being able to train with um, the group, um, which now Simon and Graham have taken over and they're doing a great job. Um, yeah. I love running, going down there when I can. Um, and obviously I love to be sociable. And I think for me now, I'm just at a stage where I want to be as pain-free as I can to still have a good a good time running with my mates, which sounds really sad. But I, 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 I don't really have any goals. I love the part run, I must admit, it's so fun. I love the banter. Um, yeah. So I probably, I, I, that is probably the only competition I, I will do. And I must admit, I do, I do like these kind of Northeast races. The Great North Run and Blade, and it's just something else. I mean, I've done a lot of race, races. The atmosphere is fab. So I suppose my arm could be twisted to maybe do those once again, but I, I really just want to concentrate on the coaching and um, for me kind of running wise, it's, it's giving something back now, not really, um, not really running for, for myself in a competitive sense. One thing I'm keen to ask you actually, Charlotte, my kids are going absolutely nuts, I don't know if you can hear <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, okay. um, but in terms of I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to indulge myself a little bit and go back to when I started running. And so if you saw me, I was 29 when I started running. I'd done no running. I'd done a lot of hill walking and I was a climber, but I'd had an accident and decided climbing wasn't for me and got, 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 out, of the, got out of the accident by the skin of my teeth in Switzerland, funnily enough. Um, and came back and thought, what am I going to do? I'm not climbing anymore. And decided to start running and fell running and all of that. And it was great. But I made tons of mistakes. And I joined a little village club that was really lovely, but there was no coaching. It was just like-minded souls going out for a run. And I loved it. But if so, if an adult who wants to be fit, who wants to try running, comes along, um, what would your advice to them be? Having done all the things you've done. Um, just take it slow. I think you've got to respect the sport and I mm. haven't done that in the past really. I think there's a lot of programs, um, you know, the coach to, uh, coach, couch to 5k, yeah. things like that. I've got the right idea, but I think if you can, if you can run with someone as well, I think that's the joy. And I think that's why part run has been such an amazing thing because it's, it's hugely successful because it's you know, you see the same people. Yeah, yeah, and I think you've just got to do do as much as you can, but you know, give yourself enough rest. I think it's it's great to be able to slowly um, build on runs and and you know mileage and start doing different things. But then it's important to rest, and I think yeah. that's where I've probably gone run. I've got uh, wrong. I've got uh, overexcited and thought oh, I'll just do an extra run. I'll just do that, yeah. and. Um, I do help some other athletes kind of, you know, um, and I think they agree sometimes when you're fit, you feel in fact, you know, invincible. Mm. Um, and it just takes one silly session when you're probably not as recovered or you haven't done enough kind of stretching or, and then you're injured. And then that's really horrible because yeah. you've got time out and then it's like a fight to get back. So I think if somebody's starting running and wants to, to you know, do it properly, get one of those kind of programs but then don't be afraid to take an extra rest day go yeah. in the pool especially if you're old I mean I cannot get over how much more recovery I need now yeah I mean, I've noticed that too. yeah I mean I really have to I'm really having to work hard at the moment to, to 
to run these extra miles and having to run off road and mm. and it ran quite slow for me um and I didn't have to do that when I was training for this ultra I mean I'm not doing an ultra now mm. but I remember not I could run in the mornings I could run on the road but I think you have to be if you're a little bit older I think about the surfaces think yeah, about your shoes yeah, definitely think about your recovery and then you should be a happy runner yeah I think you've summed it up that last bit there it's figure out your version of happy I mean I, I I've I've made all those mistakes I remember um getting you know that lovely period when you start running from and and the, the improvements are quite quick at first yeah. I, was, I wasn't terribly unfit but I mean I lost a, a stone and a half when I started running to the year to now basically and um and I just found the whole thing quite intoxicating but then I tore my calf really badly and I was out for four months because I didn't rest so it's interesting that that happened within the first two years of me of running and um just almost gave up because I was stupid but I, yeah, yeah. even at my yeah, level which is mid-pack I recognize pretty much yeah. everything you said there yeah. so it's universal I mean I was talking to John and Jameson and he said the his coach, because he got a bit of coaching input because he was having a few um, DNFs on some of the long, I mean. Yes, I heard his podcast, it was fab. Yeah, and then and his coach, first thing his coach did was reduce his mileage. It was the opposite to what he was expecting, which I thought was quite compelling. So there's definitely a theme emerging here. I have to bear that one in mind. Yes, I mean, my, my husband is a fantastic role model for that. If he's got any niggles, he's quite happy to rest for two, three, it takes a month off. And he doesn't care about cross training, <laughs> and, he, and he's never injured. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I've got a niggle two months off. Perfect. <laughs> Get a beer out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's such a this running is such a massive church, isn't it? And yet, I'm seeing themes in all of these podcasts, uh, and, and you're you're kind of giving them a lot of. Um, you know underlining them I think you know the idea of rest listen to your body whether it's coming back from having a child or whether it's just you coming back from anything really the idea of trying to find your happy place with it all and enjoy it I think is is not to be underage something I've got better at getting older it is hard it's much easier to say and you know I probably said yeah, my friends would say oh she's it's a much easier thing for her to say than do and I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that I've yeah, I do find it difficult to rest when yeah. I've got a bit of an ache but I think I can just do it anyway and yeah. it's if if I was to tell somebody if they were starting to run you know from scratches just uh just to be careful because once you've got a, a niggle it's it's like an Achilles problem you know that you haven't really respected it can be a real nightmare to get rid of sure can in terms so just to, to finish off really i'm trying to look ahead not just for yourself but just generally speaking um and i don't something i've been thinking about so I, i'm asking purely for that reason lockdown has happened the coronavirus has happened and, and and hopefully we can see we're coming towards the end of it um i'm, I'm intrigued to know whether you what impact you think if any that's going to have had on i suppose you could i'll say club running um, do you think we'll have more people or do you think some people will struggle to come back or, or what? Because I'm, re I'm just really curious to get your view as to what, whether you think there's going to be a demonstrable impact on what we see and what we do when we go back to the poly. Um, I think from a point of view as a coach and, you know, my, the coaching involvement I have, um, 
we, we've been trying really hard to kind of to keep in contact with the athletes to keep up the motivation. I think all the coaches have done as much as they can with their age groups. I mean, I, I know um, just from being part of the triathlon side, they've been amazing with their young athletes and actually quite inspiring for for me. And, and you know, I've definitely felt, um, you know, what they've done with their athletes. You know, they've got three disciplines and they're able, what they've been doing has been fantastic, I think. You know, with the little ones, it's a little bit difficult. And I think yeah. a lot of people have got a lot on their plate. So obviously it's difficult to kind of, you know, mm. encourage um, little kids to do things. But it's been, I think, quite amazing to see what some of the coaches, how much effort they've put been put in, in to wow. kind of keeping their, their athletes motivated. I mean, I, I'm, I obviously said I, I've been running with Simon and Graham and you obviously run. So I've seen what they've been doing with their athletes and they couldn't have done any more. No. And I think... I think um, all the coaches at the poly, you know, as I said, just through that involvement, I know they've all been trying their best to keep the the athletes motivated at some level. At the same time, giving them enough, cutting them some slack, knowing that they could have illness, job stress, mm -hmm. mental health. It's just that balance. And I think I think the poly, the trustees should be very proud of themselves, the coaches as well, all the volunteers. Um, because I think they've done a great job. And now it's just a case for when the doors start opening is the athletes, if they feel like it, the doors are open, the opportunities there, and that's all you can do, isn't it? Yeah. The opportunity and access for the athletes to come back. And I don't think it will take long. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about mindset, weren't we, and everything yeah. before this. And I think it's just maybe a few people might have to change their mindset a little bit. It's going to take a while for things to feel normal again, and that's yeah. fine. But you know, we're, we're kind of waiting for them when they're ready. And I think that's the lovely thing about the poly. There's lots of lovely people. Yeah. And I, think I think it's nice to hear that, actually. I think that's a good way to, 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 to finish. The idea that it's waiting for people to, to engage with it on their terms. You know, people's, people's relationship with running, it, its impact on their mental health and the impact of the virus and the lockdown as well. I guess it's people will find their own way back in, but just, just to hear... Yeah, and I think the young athletes, I mean, I know like we, we're obviously talking it from like a, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at it from like a running point of view, but if you actually yeah. look at it, a track and field point of view and, and competition yeah. and, ath yeah. and athletics, um, there's a lot of young athletes that have missed a very important summer last yeah. year, you know, there were some, some athletes that have missed an English schools opportunity, nationals, you know, oh, okay. opportunities rep to represent their country. And I think, you know, Tom and I have had this discussion because we were lucky to do that when we were in our teens. To not have that opportunity, they must feel really angry and, mm. you know, disillusioned. And, you know, we talk about lack of motivation. These, these, these are just kids, you know. Mm. So I've got so much respect for them and they have really done their best over the lockdown to go out, train by themselves, which isn't fun when you're a teenager. You know, no. I remember loving training with my group of friends when I was a teenager. Not only do that, but do it at a high quality and then have repeatedly the stresses for, of, of school, another lockdown, the winter, canceled races. And, yeah. you know, it's gonna, there, there are gonna be athletes that have decided you know this isn't for me but I think you know we should be pretty proud that there are most of the the young athletes um which have had huge opportunities missed you can't get an, uh, an under 15 year again you know you're never going to be 
under 15 you're only under 15 for two years and you're under 17 yeah. and it's I really feel for them and um it's why I've kind of put in the effort to to connect and to help them because I I can't imagine if someone had told me when I was 16 that I wasn't going to be running English schools it it would have it would have really yeah. really upset me and putting you know being in their position last summer um I, I just feel sorry because we're lucky we've got a lot of very um good under you know under 20 athletes at the poly yeah well I was talking to James I mean one of the things James Wordsworth um who I'd never met before what a charming bloke he was and he was talking about <laughs> he's got a contraption in his back garden that, that he'd made with his dad it was the, the circle that they used to to chuck the discus from and he was able to kind of practice these drills and things I thought that's awesome so yeah, you've got a lot. That's just one example of exactly what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and it has to be very imaginative. You know, sprinters without blocks in the track. Um, you know, middle distance runners without that kind of having the the, the laps of the track to kind of get into the yeah. groove. Yeah. Um, jumpers without their pits, and you know, you know, the track and field athletes. I I really they really do um inspire me because they're. They're hard as nails to have got through that look well the lockdown last summer and hope i just really hope that things can open up for them this summer because yeah, lots of so. work their socks off well yeah I've done it. i'll echo that definitely and uh, i just hope everybody finds the way back into enjoying their athletics after this lockdown but from what what you said get yeah. must give encouragement that, that there's an all infrastructure there there's a lot of effort and there's a lot of love for it a lot of people willing to give and to, to pass on what they've learned I think that's that's been a, the undertone for this entire interview. I've really enjoyed it. It's been it's been lovely to to get your perspective on things. You've been a, a great job, Mark. You are. Oh, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to to lots of people um, from the pod you've spoken to already. So. Oh, it's great fun. Oh no, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Um, yeah. So thank you very much. It's it's been terrific. Lovely.